Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at w.com. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And hey there, welcome to a Thursday, the 19th day of July of the year 2018. Glad to have you with us. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. You heard the phone numbers and the ways to reach us here today as we come your way from our downtown studios here in downtown Champaign. Beautiful day outside. Welcome to San Diego weather. This is what they have just about year-round. 81 degrees, sunny, low humidity. 67 degrees right now, so if you get a chance to get out and about today, if you can, uh, get out there and take advantage of it here in the mid to late July time frame. Glad you're with us today, 3569397. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com, and you can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. Glad you're with us wherever you might be listening. Busy times, uh, both in the country and here locally. We'll touch on a lot of the headlines of the day today. Uh, but also a little bit of a different angle on some of these uh, main stories. And of course, we had a lot of lively discussion yesterday and some great phone calls and some great conversation uh, yesterday. Really enjoyed that. And we'll do uh, uh, some of that here this morning between now and 1030. We'll have at 1030 Busey Money Talks, a little shorter show uh, today in that regard. But a couple of articles I came across, and I'm, I, uh, I read a lot of stuff um, just during the course of a day, I just click on different links and different articles and then kind of scan through them and see what catches my attention. There's a couple today. One, uh, an article out there about Republican women in the Trump era and as they run for re-election coming up this November, what's it like? Uh, you've got uh, a handful of Republican women in the Congress. One of them in particular is in the leadership, uh, on the leadership team of Paul Ryan. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Also, there was an article, editorial in the Richmond, uh, Virginia newspaper about Barack Obama and his speech, the former president down in South Africa, and uh, the way they approach things, the last two presidents, the way President Obama speaks and the way President Trump speaks. They speak different styles, but are they more alike than we realize? So that's kind of the gist of that editorial. Uh, there are some polls out, and I know we're two and a half years away, and it's like, I don't, you know, I can hear, um, you know, you can, some people will say, I don't want to hear this, I don't want to hear this, it's 2020, it's way too early. It, hey, they do polls, they're out there. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, right now leading in a lot of those polls for the Democratic side of things. What that means, probably nothing. What does it mean two and a half years out? Probably nothing, but just get ready, because once we get through the midterms, it's going to start. And also there was an article sent to me uh, by one of my uh, coworkers here that usually works on the weekend. And you have to understand, a lot of times folks work on the weekend I never see because we're working morning, uh, prime time during the day, and they're working on the weekend, and I'm not here on the weekend generally, either out doing games during the fall and winter or whatever. But uh, the article has to do with answering your phone. And we had a whole culture for several years built on when the phone rang, you answered it because it was rude not to answer it. 
And uh, that was the way the culture was. Well, now there's so many robocalls on cell phones. Now that we've all gone, not all of us, but most of us have gone to cell phones, you'll be going along during your day, and there'll be a phone call from Urbana. And you're like, huh, do I, do I answer this or not? Because most of the time we've got a name attached to the phone number comes up on your phone. Okay, that's Ed Bond. Okay, I'll answer it. Most of the time. No. I'll answer it all the time. But, uh, no, it'll, it'll say Champagne. It'll say Springfield. You're like, what is that? And anymore, I just let it go to voicemail. But just the fact that our culture has changed so much that anymore you really don't want to answer your phone. Even though you've got a cell phone for people to reach you quickly. Uh, how things have changed since then. It's kind of an interesting article. I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit. Some uh, fines imposed on Helia Healthcare. Uh, we can touch on that a little bit. All of this in the News Gazette, too. Uh, more people stepping forward with sexual assault uh, claims over in Vermilion County. So that's a big uh, local story here in this area, part of East Central Illinois. So we'll touch on all of that. If there's something you want to bring up, feel free to do it in the next uh, hour plus until 1030, and then we'll have Busey Money Talk. So uh, all of that and more coming up on a penny for your thoughts here. What are your thoughts today? We'll give you a penny for them here after this timeout in just a moment. Plenty of sunshine, beautiful day here in East Central Illinois. I'm Brian Barnard. Glad to have you along today on Penny for Your Thoughts. 356-9397 is how you can join us. Text line, Castle Heating and Cooling sponsors that. 3515357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Interesting article in Politico having to do with Republican women in Congress and as they run for a re-election with everybody else here coming up this fall. Uh, there's a couple of women. Uh, one is in the leadership. Representative Kathy McMorris-Rogers is one. I think she's from the state of Washington. There are others, Melissa Blackburn and uh, some others that... Uh, are taking part in the elections, of course, this fall. Interviews with more than a half dozen female GOP lawmakers and candidates revealed uh, what uh, many call the difficult situation many of them face, like male GOP lawmakers who go against Trump, Republican women who blast the president, risk alienating a base they need for re-election. Failing to speak up, however, risk turning off independent-minded women who are skeptical of the president, a key voting bloc. That dual realities force Republican women to think creatively about how to reach female voters. The balancing act comes amid a record-breaking year for women seeking public office. More than 123 Republican women have filed a run for Congress, three times as many as in the previous cycle. I'll touch more on this uh, as we go today. And also, uh, on a dual track, we can talk about any of this that I'm talking about here, if you feel free to jump in at any point, but also about answering your phone anymore the culture was 30 years ago and all going back decades as soon as that phone rang you wanted to answer it and find out who's on the other end well in today's culture it's like well i really don't want to answer that and how that's changed so i'm going to get into that too during the course of the show here let's go to alfie hi alfie good morning brian how are you doing i'm doing well great great i was just calling to respond with the um the phone calls yeah um, I get those all the time, but I'll tell you what's more is I don't answer my door at home when people come and knock. And if you don't, if I don't know who's coming over, if you don't call me and let me know you're coming over, I don't even answer my door. So it's just like the telephone calls, you know, 
Yeah, that's that's probably been a big change from, you yes, know, when has. when you automatically just like, oh yeah, I'll open the door to whoever and now you're like a little more a lot more suspicious, I guess. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Hmm. Well, I just wanted to weigh my little two cents in. I really appreciate you taking my call. Well, very good. Thank you, Alfie. Uh-huh. Yep. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it used to be when the phone swept into Americans' lives in the first decades of the 20th century. I was just reading, I'll tell you, I'm reading a book about President McKinley during his time is when they got uh, telephones put in the White House, which is an interesting uh, sideline story. But the telephone swept into Americans' lives in the first decades of the 20th century. At first, no one knew exactly how to telephone. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell wanted people to start conversations by saying, Ahoy, hoy! <laughs> AT&T tried to prevent people from saying hello, arguing in Telephone Engineer magazine it was rude. But eventually, Americans learned to say hello. People built a culture around the phone that worked. Etiquette magazine tried to prevent women from inviting people over for dinner via telephone, then gave in. The doctor got a phone. The pharmacist got a phone. It didn't happen quickly, but it happened. And once it was done, those social customs sat between uh, me and this raw technical artifact. The handset, the curly cord connecting to the base, the wires running across the nation, coming together in vast switching stations, amplified, multiplex, branching back out to the other cities, other neighborhoods, other blocks, other houses. And this article goes on to say, in the moment when a phone rang, there was an imperative. One had to pick up the phone. This thinking permeated the culture from adults to children. In a Hello Kitty segment designed to teach kids how the phone worked, Hello Kitty's playing when the phone starts to ring. It's the phone, yay, she says, Mama, Mama, the telephone's ring. They're going to hang up. <laughs> and before ubiquitous caller ID or even star 69, I forgot about that, which allowed you to call back the last person who'd called you. If you didn't get to the phone in time, that was it. You'd have to wait until they called back. And what if the person calling had something really important to tell you? Missing a phone call was awful. Not picking up the phone would be like someone knocking at your door and you're standing behind it not answering. Talking about the culture. It was, at the very least, rude and quite possibly sneaky or creepy or something. The silence rang. There were always so many questions. Who was it? What do they want? Was it for me? Now no one picks up the phone anymore. Even many businesses do everything they can to avoid picking up the phone. And this writer says, of the 50 or more calls I received in the last month, I might have picked up four or five. The reflex of answering built so deeply into people who grew up in 20th century telephonic culture is gone. So anyway, there's a, it's a pretty interesting article. It was in The Atlantic, and someone sent it to me or gave it to me, and I thought, that's kind of a fun, uh, fun subject. All right, Brian, good morning. How are you, sir? Brian, I love, love, love your show. Well, thank you. It's must-see TV. (laughs) (laughs) Must-see TV. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I think the 2018 elections and the 2020 elections are over now that Trump's got everything sewed up with Putin. You know, I'm sure that he wants uh, Trump in as president because uh, Trump wants to secure our borders. Trump wants to have a strong military. He wants to develop a space force. He has a booming economy. He wants energy independence. He wants to, uh, you know, he's overseeing a a U.S. manufacturing boom. Uh, He's developed the uh, 
world's a leading economy. And, uh, you know, he embarrassed Anglia Merkel in front of the world mm. when uh, he let on that <clears throat> she's getting 70% of her oil from Putin. And Trump's been very hard on Putin with sanctions and everything else. But uh, really, I think he was lying when he said he he preferred Donald Trump as president over any Democrat. I mean, after all, Hillary Clinton gave 20% of our uranium to, to the Russians, and they gave Bill Clinton a half a million dollars for one speech. And, of course, Barack was extremely soft on the Russians, and uh, he also cozied up to the Castros in Cuba. And, you know, Bill Clinton, he uh, he also gave uh, uh, North Korea uh, enriched uranium, you know. Mm. So, But, Brian, have, have you ever seen the media in such a meltdown as <laughs> they've been in in the last week over this uh, Trump business oh i think it's uh, i've seen the meltdown before it's just a different topic week to week you notice nobody's talking about brett kavanaugh anymore or the or the immigration uh issue or ice and all of that i mean that's it's one topic to the next i don't remember them getting this exercise though when uh, barack obama gave billions of dollars in cash to the iranians you know mm-hmm. for a few hostages do well, you i don't well, I don't. I'm sure there was on the conservative side. I mean, that's yeah. But you know, I mean, it isn't yeah. this yeah. massive, you know, big megaphone. I mean, <clears throat> you know, the media is supposed to be kind of, you know, like umpires. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to call them as they see them, bowls and strikes. But a lot of them are are Democrats, Democratic operatives. Well, and I, uh, the, the, I'll tell you this. G- give me what you thought about his w- – what grade would you give him the other day at that press conference, though, with uh, Putin? Putin? Yeah, uh, with, together. But. Well, I wouldn't have give, you know, Trump a real high grade mm-hmm. on that. You know, I mean, he did kind of stick his foot in his mouth. Yeah. But the facts, the facts, you know, say otherwise, that Trump uh, really isn't, uh, you know, a friend of Putin's. And, you know, the Russians have been meddling in our business for years, not only them, but the Muslims and the Chinese. Well, they, uh, they meddle constantly. I mean, that's... They meddle and, constantly. And, and we've meddled before, too, in other places. So, I mean, that's that was part of being a superpower. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they spend money, uh, you know, in our media and magazines, and they spend money on our politicians, you know, lining their pockets. Heck, you remember when uh, Bill Clinton uh, got money from Charlie Cree and, and Johnny Chung, mm-hmm. you know, campaign yeah. money from China. Uh, you didn't have this kind of a outrage. Yeah. Hey, Brian, I appreciate all your thoughts. i got to move on here, but but thank you, sir. Well, I didn't want to bore you. Oh, no, no, you're good. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Good, all right. Good, good, to, good to hear from you. All right. Thank you. I was going to say too about um, I got to get to a break here, but the um, and I I've never held a joint press conference with the leader of the you know Russia, so I don't have any experience in that area. But I have done enough public speaking in front of big groups and small groups, and I've appeared on television, and I I can tell 
I don't know. I just have a, a good sense of when someone is winging it. And I don't know. It seemed it sounded to me just watching the, when I heard the president going into that somebody. Oh, that, that may be the easiest one of all. I had this kind of like little warning bell in my head, like uh, be careful <laughs> because you can when you think you've got it mastered and you're not. You know, maybe you're just kind of I'll just show up and wing it. That's when you get in trouble. And I think that was part of the the thing that I saw just from someone who has spoken a lot and been in front of an audience. If you're winging it, you're in trouble. All right, back with more. We'll take a quick break. Back to Jim on the line after this. Welcome back, Penny, for your thoughts. Rolling on here on this Thursday. A couple of uh, tracks here, dual track. One, I'm talking uh, about uh, leading GOP women in Congress, and they were interviewed by Politico and talked about some of the difficulties they face when running uh, in this era of Donald Trump. Uh, they also say uh, in this article, says still the energy surrounding female candidates is predominantly on the left side of the political spectrum. Some Republican women say they've struggled to ride the wave of empowerment that their Democratic counterparts have. Some conservatives say the women's movement has discriminated against conservative-minded female candidates. Kathy McMorris-Rogers, who again is in the leadership of the GOP in Congress on the Republican side in the House, said female business owners in her district have lost clients because they've endorsed her. In response to a new group in her district for politically like-minded women, says for many that are on the left, if you don't agree with them 100%, then you're anti-woman. She said in an interview, because I'm a Republican, that it's almost like I'm dismissed or my work for women doesn't count. And we're also talking about answering the phone. Uh, the culture was years ago when the phone rang, you answered it anymore with all our cell phones. Uh, and uh, robot calls and everything else, people are a little hesitant to answer their phones. Let's go to uh, Jim. We're answering this one, though. Hi, Jim. Good morning, Brian. Hey, Brian, did you hear anything about the resolution yesterday that was uh, voted on in the House? Which one? Uh, about ICE. Uh, yeah, they passed one uh, supporting ICE, right? <laughs> well, here's the... Here's the uh, let me give you the all the information on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, we had uh, Republicans voted 226 yay, and one Republican voted nay. Oh, yeah? There was nine votes, uh, no votes. Now we come to the Democrats. There was 18 that voted yay, 34 voted nay, but 133 hid behind their desk and voted present. They didn't have guts enough to either say yay or nay. And then they just cried like a stuck pig that said it was a big sham and the Republicans were trying to pull the wool over their eyes and all that. Well, uh, they've been flapping their gums about, uh, you know, abolishing ICE. So why didn't they stick up for what, what they wanted to do then? No, they wanted to, you know, they, they voted present. And there was eight no votes. But anyway, so it passed. I mean, it was a resolution. It wasn't uh, chiseled in stone or anything. Mm -hmm. But there was 244. There was 18 Democrats voted yes. And 34 voted no. I mean, they did tell exactly, you know, well, well, that's, how they wanted it. I, I, I don't know everything about how the day-to-day -day of a House works in uh, Washington, yeah, D.C., but I'm guessing that uh, this was kind of a... Uh, a um, see where you stand vote so I can run on it. 
this fall. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they all been <laughs> flapping their gums about, you know, when we need to abolish ICE. Well, uh, so the Republicans just called them out on there and said, okay, well, we'll just have a little, we won't have a vote, we'll just have a resolution. So uh, this is, uh, boy, then they were just crying and, and saying, you know, they shouldn't have done that. And that's all work. Yep. Hey, if, if right. you believe in something, why don't you vote for it? You well, know, so we'll anyway, see that's. Thank, that's thanks. Just, uh, that's just the way it works up there. Thank you, Jim. You bet. Yep. Tim Dittman's waiting here for the news. We'll get to him next. Hi, Keith. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Brian, you do a fantastic job. Very proud to have you close to our community. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Keith. On the subject of phones. Yeah. Uh, one, what a great topic. Uh, it's one of my pet peeves. I... Uh, I work for my company uh, as a national account trainer, and I do a lot of MCs for fundraisers locally. I'm from St. Joaquin. And as far as the phones, um, I've actually done presentations to our company on communication and eye-to-eye contact is a lost art. And as far as the cell phones, um, you lose that communication, that relationship with people. It's impersonal. I know it's the world we live in as far as email, text. But as far as building relationships and continuing relationship, uh, still, to me, it's eye-to-eye contact and communication, answer the phone, talk to them about life, their family. Um, it's just more personal, and uh, it's just a pet peeve of me, and, and I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you talk. No, that's that's it's a good point, and I think that's uh, it's part of the um, change of the culture. You know, it's like you used to know everybody in your neighborhood, and now you don't. Um, you used to answer the phone every time it rang because it might be your neighbor or a friend, and now you don't because you're suspicious. Well, and and, and I just feel that uh, if you don't get back to them, if they leave you a voicemail, um, you're saying their time is irrelevant to you, and it's unprofessional. Um, I'm big on returning every phone call. I email, I text. It's the world we live in. But as far as a long-term relationship, I still believe in eye-to-eye contact, uh, talking to them on the phone, not just about business, uh, just about life in general. And, uh, again, I, I, I think it's a lost art. It's the world we live in. Yes, it's the culture. Sometimes it's fortunate. Sometimes it's beneficial. But I think it's a fine line. Hey, Keith, thanks for the call today. Thank you. Great to hear from you. And uh, Tim Dittman is here for the news. Do you answer your – because we get these – we're talking about robocalls. You, mm-hmm. get a, you get a call from Urbana, Springfield, Decatur, and you don't know – You don't. if I don't recognize the number, I probably won't. But you get a lot of those, right? I do. I mean, I, I, everybody's getting them. I, I I know why. I mean, it's the robocalls. They figured out how to do it. But. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not the only one. No, you are All definitely right. not the only one. <laughs> All right. We'll let you do the news, and we'll get out of your way here. We'll come back with more – We've got some texts and phone calls. We've got Dave and John ready to go after the break here with the news. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357.
Back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad you're with us here on a Penny for Your Thoughts. We're just talking about several things here today as we uh, work our way through this Thursday. At 1030, it'll be Busey Money Talk, talking about uh, answering the phone. It was ingrained in us, I know, growing up as a kid in the 70s and 80s. When the phone rang, you answered it. Oh, my goodness, the phone's ringing. Got to answer it. And then, of course, the robocalls started. You know, you get a lot of political calls, a lot of robocalls, whatever. Now with cell phones, it's like your phone is ringing all the time. I mean, I had a call from a, a bank yesterday, and I didn't really know the number. I mean, it might be the bank. They were calling me about something, and they didn't answer it. So I went to voicemail. I just figured, well, if it's important enough, they'll leave a voicemail. But I felt bad not answering it because <laughs> your instinct is to answer it. They said uh, in April of uh, this year there were 3.4 billion robocalls. 3.4 billion in April, which is uh, contributing to it. Sarah says, when my mother was young, she worked as a telephone operator in Ogden. A couple lived next door and were fairly well off. The wife would walk over to the telephone office to use the pens that save purchasing ones for the home. And another texter says, sometimes my phone will ring and ring only once or twice, then stop ringing. And then the other thing, uh, article we're reading about is uh, women at the GOP in Congress, in the House particularly, uh, some of the challenges they face running in this uh, day and age. And we've been touching on that a little bit, too. Let's go to the phones to uh, John. Hey, good morning, Brian. Uh, i got a good question for you, and it, it deals with the topic you're just now talking about. Uh, you remember when uh, uh, Dr. Gates and the police had an altercation, misunderstanding. President Obama got on national TV, and he did say something, and he turned around and had uh, had them to get together, and they called it Beer Gate. Uh, and he apologized, you know, for the situation the president did. Now, I wonder, after the disaster Monday, is the uh, president is going to call the NFL and all its players, and they sit down and have a beer gate and get a better understanding of this whole thing because he was saying that it was all about police brutality, but with his base, they blew it out, said it was the flag and the national anthem. This man embarrassed the country. So I wonder if they're going to sit down and have a talk about that in a line-to-line, face-to-face communication and that way, you can be the mediator. Well, I think, uh, and didn't the, because uh, I think what you're referring to, John, didn't the NFL Players Union just uh, file a protest or lawsuit against the uh, the new NFL rule the owners put in? Yes. Yeah. And see, we, we, you know, and the president should come up and, and apologize and get all this stuff stopped before the season starts. Then we're going to have another protest out there. We knew what happened Monday and he's talking about having another meeting with Russia. I think somebody needs to get with this man, especially the military generals, and say, look, let me tell you something. You don't have to fire one shot. We do. And we've got mothers and fathers out there that we're putting their children at risk, and you're doing stuff like this. Hmm. You need to stay on script, communicate, and do the right thing. And I will say, he said he was tough on Russia. No, these are policies that President Obama put in place. There's no way that him and Putin went behind a door for two hours and talked about all those things. And then he turns around and throw Montenegro under the bus along with America. You know, yeah, it's a small, powerful country, but you're telling Russia, look, we'll sit back and you go ahead. 
They are part of the NATO alliance. The fifth article of the NATO alliance protects Montenegro. The president should know that. Yeah. Well, and some people... So somebody I, needs I, to sit down and talk about it before it gets blown out of a portion. Then we'll have demonstrations doing the football games and everything. All right. Hey, John, thanks for the call. Take care. And I saw there was uh, the Montenegro's country, obviously, in the Balkans, uh, part of the former Yugoslavia, basically, and that when that country broke up. And I guess they just became the 29th NATO country. We were talking about that. But when you go back and read history, here we go again, looking back at history, but that's kind of how World War I got started. Everybody was aligned with everybody else. And uh, that's how it had got rolling. Let's go to uh, Dave. Dave, good morning. Morning, Brian. Hey, thank you for taking my phone call. Oh, you're welcome. In this, in this day and age of not <laughs> answering the phone. Um, well, real quick, I, I wanted to talk about the phone phone calling thing, but real quick, I just wanted to correct John. Uh, it was called the Beer Summit. And uh, the reason why it was called the Beer Summit was because Obama said something really dumb. He accused that person acting stupidly um, because he essentially questioned a guy who was uh, trying to get into his own house, but the guy didn't have ID and the guy got, got upset that the officer was asking for his ID. He thought it was because of his race and all this stuff. And, and Obama had that beer summit at the White House between the officer and that professor because Obama said something stupid by saying the officer acted inappropriately, which, which he had egg on his face. But anyway. Yeah, I do remember all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the real reason uh, why I called, though, is, is kind of even piggybacking off of um, that previous caller, Keith. Um, my job is, I, I mean, you could, a bad tone on it is that I'm a telemarketer, but I work for an IT company uh, based in Maryland, and my job is to dial the phone 70 times a day and try to reach uh, CEOs and, and other executives at, at corporations and, and nonprofits and stuff out in the D.C., Baltimore metro area. And I have to get them on the phone and try to essentially sell them a meeting with my CEO, which he'll come and talk to them about how they handle IT and manage it and spend money on it. Ultimately, we might get a customer out of that. But the point is, is that the phone is not dead, and, and a lot of people have moved away from it and have moved towards online marketing and and digital marketing through social media and stuff. That stuff, really, you can only catch people if they're looking for that specific uh, service or item. And what I have to do is come up with a compelling message to these CEOs of why you need to meet with my CEO, even though you already have somebody that helps you with your IT. I look, my, my CEO has a, a really unique perspective on, he's been doing this for 30 years and, and this is what gets him in the door, but it's the phone call and it's interrupting that person's day. I have to try them so many times until I get them on the phone. And uh, like he said, he, he returns every message. That's awesome. That's the kind of guy I want because he'll call me back. And then if he calls back, he typically will take a meeting, but it's, it's the hardest thing to do is, to try to get a hold of somebody, but the way you have to do it is by interrupting them uh, throughout the throughout the day and trying to catch catch them and, and yeah. deliver a compelling message. Yeah, no, I can imagine that's uh, <laughs> since you've been doing that. I mean, that's uh, that's one reason why when they had me when they hired me in Oklahoma City to do minor league baseball play by play, one of the jobs I had though was to do some, and mm-hmm. I you know I just 
I, it takes people that don't mind doing that to do it well because I didn't like calling people at home, even though I was selling a nice product, selling some ticket books for games and so forth. I just right. didn't like it. I didn't like disturbing them at home to ask. But people have to do it, I guess, to make a living. So, Yeah, the thing that gets me over it is I don't bother people at home. That would be hard. I, I bother them at work. So yeah. they're expecting to get work-type calls. That's the only thing that gets me through it. People are like, how can you do that? Isn't that the hardest? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't mind getting told no because then I move that person off my list and I call the next person. <laughs> yeah, that's what the other thing I did. I had to do some sales. They told me to have a, have a thick skin because you're going to get told no more than you get told yep. yes. So the, the guy with the most no's gets the most yeses. That's right. Adage. <laughs> that's all, it's all math. All right. Thanks, Dave. Right. Thanks, Brad. Yep. Good phone call. Now we go to Jane. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Brian. Um, I've pretty well stopped getting robocalls because when I answer the phone, I go, good morning, this is such and such a bank, how my director call. And eventually, I think I'm down to a couple now and again, but they quit calling me after a while, so hmm. that's hmm. what I do. And that's your uh, landline or your cell line? My landline. Landline. I don't get any on my cell. Okay. Well, that's a good idea. That's yeah. uh because <laughs> they know they're not supposed to be calling businesses, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, that's well, but yeah, you might your people might your audience might try that. Yeah, that's a that might be a good strategy. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Jane. Bye-bye. 9:48 here at DWS. And let's see here. Uh let's go to Don. Good morning, Don. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh I think it was John that called and said uh, Trump embarrassed, embarrassed half the country. I mean, uh, the whole country. I would like to say eh, probably half because a little more than half voted for him. Uh, the half, I mean, voted the way that counts anyway for him. <laughs> I mean, you got to say that because it's Democrats. But uh, San Francisco, I believe, just passed legislation to allow non-citizens to vote. I, I didn't see that, now, but... Uh... So is that in an article somewhere? Yeah. Now, okay. what about foreign influence on election? These are the people that are against foreign influence on election, and they want to allow non-citizens to vote. Figure that one out. Hmm. And another one, how dare the NFL build walls around stadiums to keep people with tickets out? How, how discriminatory is that? Hmm. All right. Hey, Don, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, need a break, and we'll come right back with some more for you, more open-line phone calls. We're talking about uh, women GOP candidates. I've touched on that. We're talking about phones, too, and that's been a big one. What happened to the days when, uh, hey, the phone rang, you answered it. Now you don't. we got these cell phones so we can be more readily available, and the uh, robocalls have found us, apparently, at the rate of about $4 billion a month. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Any for your thoughts, News Talk 1400, PWS. Of course, they say telemarketers were the original people who took advantage of the telephone culture's drive to pick up the phone, but people cost money. Machines, the software kind that can dial phone numbers at least, are cheap. They don't get drunk or go back to school or have a sick child. They just call and call and call. And often as not, when I've made the mistake of picking up, there's just dead air, maybe just for a few seconds. And worse, if I pick up, I'm giving... A, Potential spammer, valuable information that my number is a live number, which they'll sell to the next spammer, which is why a lot of people don't answer. Anyway, we're just talking about that today a little bit. Courtney is on the line, uh, Reverend Courtney Carruthers. How are you, sir? Hi. 
I'm well, thank you. Good. How are Th- you? Thanks for answering the phone. Yes, sir. <laughs> thanks for calling. <laughs> good, good. You've got a uh, event coming up. We're at the Dublin Street Church of Christ in Urbana. Where is that, by the way? It's it's um fourteen it's fourteen zero two uh, West Dublin Street in Urbana mm-hmm. on Romaine Romaine Street mm-hmm. um, on the corner of Dublin and Romaine. Okay, and you got an event coming up. Uh, what a back to school uh, backpack giveaway drive you want to let people know about, right? Yes, we do. We um our church is um, putting together a back to school drive with the backpacks. Along with that, we're we're um, having a health clinic. Um, to get children ready for school uh, with eyes and ears checked. Also, we're going to have the fire department there to talk about back-to-school safety. We're going to have a representative from the police station to talk about safety to school and back back and from school um, where children and parents can learn about things that are taking place and how to protect themselves or that if their children are walking with other children. Also, we have the uh, child social service to come out and talk about programs that they have to help kids, children, families throughout the year. And um, then we're just going to have some hot dogs and hamburgers and the backpacks and um, also some play, th- play things in the parking lot. And we just want to invite the community to come out and be a part of our time that we're on Saturday at 11 o'clock. Also, we're going to be registering people to vote. That's always important in our in our area, mm-hmm. getting people ready to vote. And so we're going to have some representatives from the Democratic Party and other and some representatives who are running for office from different parties. So we look forward to having them, and we think we're hoping the weather will hold up well. And we thank you for allowing us to put this out there for people who are interested in coming, come by and see us. No, it sounds like a great event. 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. And yes, uh, how long? How long are you gonna go for? A couple hours? Right. Two th- yeah, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be out there for a couple hours. Okay, and uh, I know that. And there's a lot of important things you've touched on there: uh, safety and mm-hmm. uh, getting registered and so forth. But uh, also going back to school sometimes pretty expensive. I mean, all the stuff you need. Yeah. So if people want to help, should right. they? Should they call or just come by? Is there any other yeah, way to reach? Yeah, they can come by and they can call. I can give you a, I can give a number. Sure. Uh, if they want to donate some things because they choose is a big is a big part of this area mm-hmm. growth for the winter. So my number is two one seven six four nine four five two one forty five twenty one. Okay, and they could help mm-hmm. either monetarily or actually with uh, with an actual uh, with you know backpack items. So yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Pencils, papers, you know, notebooks. All, the, they, um, all those things you got to have for school. Yeah. Yes, yeah. great fillers. <laughs> remember the uh, remember the number two pencil they always wanted you to use. I did, and we <laughs> used to try to bend them, and they wouldn't break. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. Well, Reverend, yeah. thanks for uh, letting us know about that. That'll be uh, Saturday morning, eleven a.m. Dublin Street Church of Christ in Urbana, and the number if you want information or want to help six four nine forty five twenty one. That's correct. All right. Very good. Well, thank you, sir. Very well. Yes, sir. And thank you. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. 956 here at uh, DWS. So, again, 649-4521 if you want to help, uh, either monetarily or with some back-to-school items, uh, back-to-school drive. They'll be doing a lot of safety talk, registering voters, uh, Dublin Street Church of Christ in Urbana, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Back to the phones here at 956. Hi, Stan. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Um, I, I have a very quick comment this morning, so this is going to fit in very well with the rest of the show. Uh, 
our deer leader has uh, made another uh, first uh, for himself in uh, American politics. He's the first president ever to openly say that he is considering turning over a prior ambassador of the United States to the Russian Secret Service for investigation. And he said that about uh, McFarland. He was considering turning him over to the Russians. And that had to do with an exchange for the 12 uh, that were indicted the other day? Is that what that was? No. Kind of a, no. No? No. That, he didn't. <clears throat> as best I can find out, he never actually asked Putin for uh, uh, those people to be uh, sent to the United States. Of course, we don't have any kind of uh, record of what was said in private between them, but he has publicly said that he was considering sending McFarland without any restrictions on getting any of the other 12 people or anything else Hmm. about it. But even if he was considering it, it's still a crime. It's still treason to turn over a, a high official of the United States government to a foreign adversarial government for interrogation by their GRU or CIA or whatever you want to want to call the alternative intelligence agency. All right, hey Stan, I got to move. Thank you for your thoughts today. Yep. Okay, appreciate it. We're heading for the top of the hour. Hey, if you're uh, looking to sell, and this has been uh, hot uh, times in the city here with the temperatures, nice today, but uh, homes are moving, and it's a big step. And if you need help. Call 239-7156 or Google Starwalt, S-T-A-R-W-A-L-T. Just Google it, and you'll have our friend Steve and Pam Starwalt's name come up. It'll be a picture of Steve, or it'll be something about Steve or Pam. Uh, Pam, by the way, has completed training, earned her certificate, makes her a senior real estate specialist. So if you're looking to downsize a little bit, maybe the you're an empty nester now, all the kids are going to college, and you want to downsize, uh, they can help with that. She's uh, specifically going to help with that. Both uh, Steve and Pam grew up in the Champaign-Urbana area. They uh, know the area very well, and they can walk you through this entire process. Buying a home is a big deal. Selling a home is a big deal. A lot of paperwork, a lot of things to think about. Contact uh, Steve and Pam Starwalt, the husband and wife team, outstanding. Know them well at Keller Williams, 239-7156, or Google Starwalt, or Google Steve, or Google Pam, and it'll come up, and they will take care of you and walk you through the process. Stephen. Pam Starwald at Keller Williams, husband and wife team. News is next at 10, then another half hour, and then Busey Money Talk, WDWS. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com. Or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back. And this will be a quick half hour and less than that, actually, about 20 minutes or less, as we'll be with you until the bottom of the hour. And then Busey Money Talk rolls in on a Thursday. Back with you tomorrow for a a full two hours tomorrow. A couple of uh, interesting things we'll be talking about. Gail Rost is going to join me. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things she has experienced and run into in her uh, travels that I think you'll find pretty interesting. So uh, we'll get into that tomorrow. Uh, Bob Steigman, Justice Steigman, later in the month, at the end of the month, I think on the 30th. 
And then next uh, Tuesday, we'll broadcast uh, both hours of the show. We'll have lots of coverage for you for News Gazette Media up at the Big Ten Media Days, which are Monday and Tuesday in Chicago. And we'll be up there for that, broadcasting this show, 9 to 11. Scott Beatty's going to do his show. Uh, we've got the Monday night show with Steve Kelly and our News Gazette uh, team up there as well on Monday night. So uh, it'll be covered for you as we get ready for the football season. Also, uh, the uh, DIA just came out with the fall uh, football practice. They will practice uh, when it's open to the public August 3rd through August 18th at the recreation fields. They're just down the road from Memorial Stadium like they did last year. First practice is August 3rd, basically from 3 to 5. And those uh, practices will be open to the public between that time, August 3rd through August the 18th. So you can check that out. One caller uh, mentioned San Francisco, the Sacramento Bee, saying San Francisco began registering non-citizens, including undocumented immigrants, to register to vote on Monday in the November election for the city school board, according to the uh, San Francisco Chronicle. The move follows passage of a 2016 ballot measure by San Francisco voters opening school elections to non-citizens who are over the age of 18. A San Francisco supervisor told the Chronicle, why would we not want our parents invested in the education of their children? We want to give immigrants the right to vote. San Francisco began registering uh, non-citizens to vote in the November election. That follows, again, that passage of a uh, ballot measure. And we've been talking about phone calls. Uh, The FCC has been trying to slow the robocalls. You may get those calls. You get a call from Urbana or Champaign or Springfield. You don't know who it is. Name doesn't come up. You probably don't answer it because you think, well, probably a robocall. Those have jumped. I think uh, I saw the graph here. You remember the bar graphs in school? I'm looking at one. <laughs> June of 2015, there was just over a billion a month, roughly. And in April of 18, when this article came out in the Atlantic, it was at $3.8 billion, $3.4 billion robocalls. So you're getting a lot of those. And just talking about the culture, how the culture's changed. One caller mentioned not even answering the door anymore because you're not sure who's at the door. But it used to be when the phone rang, you answered it. You want to find out who it was and you want to talk about things. Well, now people are a lot more hesitant to answer their phones. All right, uh, we're answering ours, though. 3569397 is how you can reach us. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, and email us, talk at wdws.com. To John. Good morning, John. Good morning, Brian. Uh, Brian, I wanted to comment on a couple of calls that you had yesterday, mm-hmm. and I I thought both of them were great calls, particularly Keith's. And then I believe, uh, well, I believe John was uh, another one, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a great call. But both of them clearly, and I may not be popular saying this, it's nothing crazy, but uh both of them, when it gets right down to it, they will tell you all the bad things that Trump has done and how Mr. Obama handled it, President Obama. And it all comes down to, in the end, Obama could never do anything wrong before he was elected, during the time that he was in power, and now he, he, he's still high, highly revered. Well, I've got, a, I've got an article. I'm not going to have time to get into it today, but there's an opinion piece in the Richmond uh, Times out in Richmond, Virginia, 
that talks about the different styles of the of President Obama and President Trump, and yet they may be more alike than we realize. Um, just with um, you know their policies, but also um, how they've divided. You know, people get divided over what they say, but they just do it Very in different true. styles. And it's it's mm-hmm. an interesting column. I may not have, I don't think I'm going to have time to delve into it much today, but it is um, it was pretty interesting. Caught my eye anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well. President Obama, I never, I never liked him, and it was because I investigated, I vetted him uh, when he was running, when he was still in the Senate, mm-hmm. and uh, the the two books uh, that he wrote around the same time, uh, Dreams, My Father, whatever the other one was, but he was so biased in in that. Uh, in in the one that I remember the most, uh, he said that his grandmother, who who was white, but he he never really liked his grandmother much, and she's the one that uh, that raised. This, maybe a paraphrase, but I'll tell you what he was saying. I never liked her, and these are true words here. She was a little bit too white. Hmm. Well, and I, 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 for, go ahead. Yeah, and I uh, I formed my opinion of him, and it, and it seemed to be that when it came right down to it, uh, he would do dumb things, which he got no criticism for. And I heard a guy this morning uh, call in and and talk about the uh, the stupid cop. Uh, that was the one where the guy was trying to get in his own house, but mm-hmm. when the neighbors called, you know. Yep. And Obama's his his opening salvo on that was, well, the stupid cop. It was the guy's own house. Mm-hmm. And he he continued to carry that right on through the problems down in the St. Louis area, and I I just couldn't stand to hear him, and I, I couldn't stand to hear him say things like that. And now I think with I always kind of look for things that have changed. Mm-hmm. Why right. are we having so many more shootings? All right, hey John, thanks for the call. All righty, thank you, sir. Got to keep moving here, James. Hello, sir. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, great day in the morning. I finally got through to you. You've been busy this morning. I know. <laughs> um, real quick, a uh, suggested reading and a suggested viewing. Uh, the the book, they got it up here, Banner Library. My friend found it for me. And the book is entitled Radical in Chief, Barack Obama and His Socialist Agenda. And the film by Dinesh D'Souza, is 2016 when Obama's dream becomes America's nightmare. Yeah, that was a movie. I just saw him interviewed, uh, not about that, but about something else the other day. So, so but, uh, I'm definitely a Reagan Republican conservative, so that's about all i got to say. All right. Hey, thanks, James. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, and glad you got through. Back with more after this. Chris is next, right after this quick break. Now at Menards. This was the uh, number one song in the country, 1981. Okay. Air Supply. This is a song that Dave Lone would not play. Dave Lone does not like Air Supply. <laughs> He's a hard rocker. 
But I had to get that in there. Hey, it's memory of high school, right? 1981. Uh, this day, 1989, by the way, a DC-10 jet lost its tail engine in mid-flight, crash landed in that Iowa cornfield. 296 on board. Remember that? 184 survived, including the pilot who managed to bring the crippled plane down. Have you ever seen the video of that? Just Google it. I think it was from Denver to Chicago. And that thing was spinning around and burning and flying, and it landed, and 184 survived. It was unbelievable. And it was this day two years ago today, two years ago today, Donald Trump officially became the Republican presidential nominee. Two years ago today, just uh, noting that. Hey, Chris, how are you today? I'm fine, Brian. Thank you. Um, I just called to tell, I wanted to tell you and your listeners about some special activities going on for senior citizens at the Champaign County Fair on Tuesday, July 24th. Okay. Um, uh, the uh, headlining event for us, well, first of all, seniors will get free admission to the fair until 4 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. Um, the, the activities are going on from 11 o'clock in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. And at 11, Marvin Lee Flessner is going to be um, performing a free show in Kessler Hall. Um, so that'll be uh, a good thing to come out and see. The hall is air-conditioned, and there will be seating inside. So uh, 11 o'clock, Marvin Lee will be playing in Kessler Hall. Um, there will be um, – we're giving out ribbons to seniors and um, – flowers and the food vendors many of them will have a special pricing um, from 11 to 2 for senior uh, citizens as well we also um, can offer we are offering uh, free rides from the parking lot up to um, Kessler Hall and the and the middle part of the fair there if people need them and then rides back to their cars later if they if uh, people are interested in that okay well that's and you say that's next Tuesday it's Tuesday, July 24th. From 11 to 2 are the, uh, the activities. And again, Marvin Lewis concert will be a free concert at 11 o'clock okay. um, in Kessler Hall. Well, so, that's good. Um, and that's, uh, it's nice and air-conditioned in there, I know. so It's nice and air-conditioned yeah. <laughs> in there. And dry if it's raining. And, <laughs> so, and there will be seating. So, yes, that, that, that should be a fun time. Well, good. And free admission in, to get in. So you can't beat free that. Free admission yep. to fair till 4 o'clock mm-hmm, for seniors. Uh-huh. And again, some free, uh, or not free, I'm sorry, uh, some special deals by the vendors on food. And um, yeah. Well, sounds like fun. Well, good luck with Thank all you. that. Yeah, thanks well, for letting us know like about it. that. Yes. Um, and so hopefully a lot of people will come out and join us. Very good. Hey, thank you, Chris. Uh-huh, thank you. Appreciate the input. 1025, a couple of sports notes here, at least one. Uh, National League West leaders have acquired all-star shortstop Manny Machado. Dodgers get him from the Orioles. He is hitting 315, 24 home runs, 65 RBIs in 96 games, four-time all-star. The Orioles will receive several prospects. I think five altogether. So uh, Manny Machado, a lot of people thought he might wind up with the Yankees, but he's going to the West Coast to go play for the Dodgers. Dodgers cap at shortstop. Corey Seager underwent elbow surgery back in May. And the All-Star game, I don't know how many people watched it. Not many, apparently. Record low television ratings. 5.2, down from 5.5 last year. 
was viewed in about 8.7 million homes, the lowest figure since 2013. So not many watching the All-Star game. And the ESPYs, they had uh, some big moments last night. I don't watch the ESPYs. Uh, I think it's you know ESPN kind of uh, focusing a lot on itself. But uh, a couple of big moments, I guess. Uh, Jim Kelly was honored for his perseverance. He's been battling cancer, of course. Um, that was a big one. And also the victims of the Michigan State situation, the uh, Larry Nasser victims, also honored last night on the ESPYs for their courage. So all of that happening last night. All right, that's all the time I have today. Thanks so much for all the input. We'll do it again tomorrow. A couple of interesting topics. Uh, Gail Rost will join me in the second hour, and uh, we'll, we'll just kick some things around tomorrow I think you'll find interesting. And we'll take your phone calls. Yes, we will. We will take your phone calls here. Thank you for calling and texting and being with us today. And we'll talk next here on DWS. Stay tuned for that.